Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah's Dreams. It is Thursday, April 6th. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife. We just entered year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. And then this last year, we added uh, the section called Prophets and Patriots, which we're doing today. We're going to bring Cash Patel in here in just a second. We only have him for 25 minutes. So we're going to dispense with some of the other things. And rather than our normal intro, I want to pray. I want to play this clip, and then I'll ask Cash about that and turn them loose. So uh, Emily, go ahead and play that clip, and we'll just jump in. Durham probe into the Russia collusion hoax. President Trump has just been impeached on both Article the One. The only and- president of the United States to be impeached for a second the January time. January 6th committee releasing its final 845-page report. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted. Remember this: nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. Following your convictions means you must be willing to face criticism from those who lack the same courage to do what is right. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. This is a party that wants an outsider badly. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. You must keep pushing forward. Never, ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit, you'll want to go home, I can't do it. I can't do it. Just never quit. You will build a future where we have the courage to chase our dreams no matter what the cynics and the doubters have to say. You will have the confidence to speak the hopes in your hearts and to express the love that stirs your souls. And you will have the faith to replace a broken establishment with a government that serves and protects the people. But they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And I always will stand in their way. Ash Patel, welcome, welcome, welcome. I love that clip. I want to ask you about that. And then I'm going to ask you about government gangsters uh, right after that. But what are your thoughts about that clip we just saw? Uh, It's great to be back with you, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on your wonderful program. My uh, thoughts are probably what many millions of Americans are saying, that Donald Trump has exposed the two-tier system of justice, even though he may be the target of endless prosecutions that are baseless and investigations that have no merit. What he has shown the world and Americans is that we could be next. Your neighbors, your parents, your families, your friends, um, the folks that you go to your houses of worship with, because you had the gall to vote for Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. you 75 million plus Americans. And it's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It is a reality that President Trump beautifully laid out in that video. And of course, there's no greater American standing in the way, as President Trump said, than he. So I think that's what that video puts forth uh, tactfully, brilliantly, and um, effectively. 
And he really does love the American people, doesn't he? I mean, that's a real deal. Yeah, listen, I work for the man um, at some of the highest levels of government doing national security work. And what you see is, of course, not that in the fake news mafia. They want to do anything to take him out, make up mm. stories they're the disinformation king. What I see is the everyday Donald Trump that 80 million Americans see. And I know how he operates at a personal level. I'll just give you one brief example. Yeah, Most of the time I talk to President Trump, he asked me about my parents and asked them how they're doing. Um, and he's only met them once or twice um, hey. for a brief moment. But just think about that. The commander in chief takes time to ask me about my family while he's running the country, thinking about his own family and being baselessly attacked. And that's just a minor microcosmic example of why people are so endeared by Donald Trump's work ethos. Because if you actually know the man, you know he cares about Americans. And all that stuff you hear in the media is just absolute nonsense. And Alvin Bragg's new indictment shows you that he's right. So good. I, I know our viewers love, love, love President President Trump, and we do refer to him as the president. We don't. We're not talking about the resident in the White House. He's the president. He's our president. So, well, talk about governmentgangsters.com. What is that? Well, actually, that's my new book, Government Gangsters, which Donald Trump uh, put out on Truth Social on presale. He called it the blueprint to winning back the White House in 2024. I go through agency by agency and department by department and say how these government gangsters, and I name them, how they corrupted our system at DOD, CIA, FBI, DOJ, NSA, and everywhere else, and more importantly, provide solutions, not just personnel-wise, but levers of government and Congress that can rid us of these bogus government gangsters that are ruining our republic and ruining our system of justice and creating a two-tier system of justice. But here's the other announcement. Even though it's on pre-sale right now, and I'm doing a cool thing there where I actually sign copies and personalized messages in the book, this wow. government is precluding the release of my manuscript. So I'm suing them in federal court this week wow. to make sure this book comes out. They don't want it out for one single reason. It has effectively laid waste to the deep state and showed the world, it will show the world, how we save our republic. So go get your pre-sale copy now, governmentgangsters.com. Thanks for letting me mention it. And we're going to get it out. It's coming out. I promise you. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you're suing them. Well, we have a list of things that you, you have planned to talk about. So I'm going to just turn that over to you and I'll interrupt only if I need to clarify something. So go for it, Cash. Yeah, to me, I'm sure what's on so many people's minds is this uh, prosecution in New York City by Alvin Bragg. Absolutely. Look, I'm a former federal public defender and a former national security prosecutor, probably the only person in America who will be on your show with that background. And looking at it from a legal standpoint, which is what you're supposed to do, yeah. um, and not a political one, this case has been borne out to show no actual crime alleged. Alvin Bragg has created a fictitious crime that doesn't have any merit in the New York State legal ledgers. What he's saying is Donald Trump issued payments, which constitute a misdemeanor, for the purpose of manipulating the 2016 election, which is a separate federal offense. You cannot create a state-level misdemeanor and combine it with a federal crime and prosecute it in state court. The reason the federal government and the DOJ did not bring the case against Donald Trump federally is because by doing so, they knew they would have violated the law. They knew there is no case to be brought 
Wow. Don't you think this DOJ and the government gangsters, Merrick Garland and Chris Ray, would have brought it if they could? Don't you think the FEC would have said, no, 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 that's a campaign finance violation if they could have? Of course they would have. They want Donald Trump as bad as anyone. At the state level, just think about it this way for every member of Congress who's paying attention. And you guys better be calling yourselves to action and issuing subpoenas right now. Alvin Bragg, if his theory of prosecution is valid, every one of the 535 elected members of Congress in the House and Senate can be prosecuted for taking out their staffers to lunch, for getting a limousine car service, for getting a haircut, for hiring an advisor wow. to their attorneys because they can easily convert that misdemeanor manipulation, according to Alvin Bragg, and bootstrap it to a you're looking to interfere with the federal election process and say that advisor, that lunch, you guys wanted to interfere with the election process. Of course, so anything, means- anything they do, if they get a better suit, if they get a haircut, if they work out uh, uh, so that they look better, if they if they personally hire uh, someone to help them uh, look better, that's all according to Bragg. That's like a crime. Uh, that's yeah. like what, if, yeah. if Bragg's theory of prosecution is valid. And this is why it's not valid. This yeah. is why John Edwards was acquitted. His conduct may have been heinous, but it wasn't illegal. And this is why no other district attorney or state attorney general has brought this type of case against any elected official, state yeah. or federal. Because, of course, elected officials, their one job is to what? Get elected. Everything they do resonates about the upcoming election cycle. Alvin Bragg's factual impossibility is the fact that he put in his indictment acts that are supposedly misdemeanor crimes that Donald Trump used to interfere in the 2016 election, except Donald Trump was already president. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Any any alleged dates starting in 2017 when Trump was in the Oval Office. So how did he retroactively interfere with the 2016 election? And the only reason, Cash, that the that the judge went through with it or allowed it rather than throwing it out is is I'll just I won't finish the sentence. Why did the judge allow that? Well, remember, this case was brought at the grand jury level. So there's no judge there. There's much, okay. just a bunch of individuals sitting there saying it's a different standard of proof. Fifty one percent to forty nine percent did something wrong possibly happen. And not unanimous verdict is needed at the grand jury level. Oh, really? You okay. just need a chunk of it. So that's why you get this phrase, anyone can indict a ham sandwich. Because literally, yeah, yeah. you can convince a majority of people that someone did something bad, maybe. Now it goes to the judge and jury. So the judge at this point can't unilaterally on his own take action. But I'm sure Donald Trump's defense team is going to come in with some uh, heavy pretrial litigation. Now, my advice to them is don't move to dismiss it right away. Bleed Alvin Bragg dry for the evidence and discovery that you are now entitled to, to expose his corruption, his fraud, his improper behavior, and his burying of evidence of innocence, and to expose the two-tier system of justice even further to show every American that we are not right-wing conspirators when we say our federal government has been hijacked at every level from Russiagate onto Jan 6th, onto the documents case, onto Ukraine impeachment 1, 2, Mueller, etc., all the way down to Alvin Bragg in the bowels of the New York City court system. This case will highlight that to everyday Americans. And don't listen to me about it. 
Look at the response. Donald Trump has raised $10 million since his indictment in small dollar donations. That is no easy feat. He has rocketed up the polls, whatever your opinion on whether a poll is good or not. People are still voting. And he has laid waste to any competition, Democrat or otherwise, because he has simplified the message like he did in 2015 and 16. The American judicial process can't be hijacked to serve a political interest. Our founding fathers made sure that could not be a possibility unless you perform an Alvin Bragg type gymnastics maneuver and create a legal fiction. And people are now like, they're not just upset that Donald Trump is being prosecuted. They are now scared that they might be prosecuted. I was going to ask you about that. Now that the indictment has happened, it's history. Has that forever changed the precedent? Can, can they now indict any former president, President Obama, President uh, Clinton now based on this? Uh, is, has the precedent been set? Well, that's why the precedent, ha- the precedent has been set, but just to the opposite effect. It's why Bill Clinton paid $835,000 of hush money payments to the gal he was having an affair with. It's why President Obama paid $375,000 of campaign finance violations. It's why Hillary Clinton paid $150,000 in campaign finance violations because she actually improperly used campaign finance dollars to buy the Steele dossier and interfere in a presidential election. The FEC came down on her for that conduct. And I'm not equating that conduct to Donald Trump's because no one at the FEC or DOJ is saying anything improper about Donald Trump's utilization of that money if, in fact, it was ever done. Even if it was done, the FBI and DOJ and FEC took a pass on it. That's the precedent of consequence when you compare that to Clinton, Bush and Obama and Clinton uh, versus him. So going forward, I don't think you'll see another district attorney take this approach because Alvin Bragg has been destroyed, not by the right, by the law and the facts and the left. That's the only thing you need to look to. The crazy left wing media mob and the radical left agenda, none of them, almost none of them are saying Wow, look at this brilliant prosecution by Alvin Bragg. They're saying, wow, he really stepped in it. And don't take my word for it. Take former FBI Deputy Director Andy McKay, who went on CNN, and this is the same FBI Deputy Director that got fired for lying to federal investigators as the Deputy Director of the FBI and unlawfully leaking information to the media. This same guy who authorized the unlawful FISA warrants against President Trump goes out on CNN this past week and says, Alvin Bragg's indictment is, quote, a disappointment. Really? Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, the, the whole issue of election interference and what was on your mind to talk about today. I'm curious what's it, what, what you're going to say. I think, that. you know, when it comes to election interference, I think let's talk about the irony of all ironies. They keep saying Donald Trump is somehow interfering with the election, but not providing any proof of it. Donald Trump keeps proving these people wrong that the elections in the past were rigged. Hunter Biden's laptop, Russiagate, and Hillary Clinton and the Steele dossier, just to give you a couple of sterling examples. Now you have a prosecutor who says in his indictment that Donald Trump somehow conspired to interfere with the 2016 election as a presidential candidate. Mind you, that was seven years ago, beyond the statute of limitations, but let's forget about all that for now. And what he has brilliantly done, he, Donald Trump, has shown the American public that Alvin Bragg is the one interfering with a future presidential election 
by bringing yet again another baseless prosecution and putting on a two-tier system of justice. Americans are just not going to stand for it. And the guys and gals that said Russiagate was a conspiracy when you and Devin were talking about it back then, the overwhelming majority of them have come around because we've exposed their corruption, the FBI and DOJ, so they're putting out the truth. And now they're actually saying, okay, we don't like Donald Trump. We love Donald Trump. But this, this is literally showing them the two-tier system of justice from Washington, D.C., through every courtroom at the state level across this country. And that's the most powerful thing Donald Trump has been able to do, like in that video that you let off your program with. That message just resonates oh, with yeah. Americans. They don't want due process destroyed. They want it upheld, and they don't care about the politics. That's so good, so good. Um, you, you've got a section here called Discovery Will Be the Key. What's on your mind about that? Yeah, so in 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 court proceedings, what happens after the defendant is arraigned, which is what Donald Trump did in New York City this past week, um, he pled not guilty, he demanded discovery, and he demanded a jury trial. Okay, what happens? People think these cases might move at the speed of light. They actually move at whatever the opposite of speed of light is, maybe the speed of smell. Um, <laughs> and that's why the next court hearing is in December. That's not the trial date. That's just the next hearing date. What happens in between now and then is discovery. Evidence is brought out. It's produced. That's due process. Alvin Bragg must produce his evidence to the defense counsel on a rolling basis. The defense counsel then goes in and files pretrial motions and saying, judge, we need more documentation on this source or this piece of evidence is baseless or you can't use this in trial. There's all sorts of litigation that happens. And I want that to occur because those are going to be public hearings where the American public can see and hear for themselves without listening yeah. to us pundits to say, whoa. This is what's going on in real life. Did he withheld evidence? Did he commit a fraud? How did he feloniously leak information to, of a grand jury to the media? How is that permitted? I want all of that out there against Alvin Bragg. I want this to go on for a while. That's why I don't yeah. want a motion to dismiss yet. And a motion to dismiss is only powerful when you've loaded the chamber with everything you have. You don't want to come up short. And that's going to take time and there's going to be delays. Look, an average criminal trial in New York City, if it goes to trial, is two years. That's just the reality of the system. That's not treating any case specially or differently. Yeah, yeah. What the judge does, but I don't think he's going to get, he, Donald Trump, is going to get a fair trial in the New York City jury pool, let alone with this judge. But they could change venues. They could surprise us. But I think he will most certainly get a victory in the appellate court system uh, because legally this law just doesn't exist, only in Alvin Bragg's head. Well, it, um this is me talking, maybe you talking too, but the, the, by dragging it out, um, it's causing hopefully an exponential amount of pain on Bragg mm -hmm. as he's caused on Trump. You know, I it's been said if you hit Trump hard, he'll hit you 10, uh, 10 times or 100 times harder. Uh, yeah. When Bragg came against Trump with these felonious, these ridiculous charges, it's going to bounce back at him. And this is just me uh, postulating, let's say, you know, because Trump is is has to be a little bit of the silent uh, victim here, except through his attorneys. But you know, I'm I, I love hearing you say, "I hope this drags out," because I want him to experience what he's done to Trump. If that makes any sense, I, I hope we'll find, and I know we'll find one day that uh, Bragg is bought and paid for by the deep state. You know, but that's just me. I, I hope it will come to light. So, well, we're running low on time. Let's do, we've got one more. Um, 
we got uh, the, the bogus evidence and then the, share any websites you want to do. But let's talk about the bogus ev uh, evidence against him. Yeah, and this is where Congress comes in. This is a critical thing that I want to talk about. Alvin Bragg has admitted that he used at least $5,000 of federal funding for the Trump investigation and prosecution. Well, the committees in Congress of jurisdiction, judiciary, oversight, intel, ways and means, because tax dollars were utilized, should be sending out subpoenas for the documentation I'm talking about, exposing the corruption that Alvin Bragg's office has used to bring this indictment. Who were your advisors? Why did you use federal funds? What funds did you use? What documentation do you have? Did you talk to DOJ? What FBI sources did you utilize? What FBI tactics were utilized? Wow. And if so, why did you use federal money, and again, the irony of all ironies, to interfere with the future election by bringing a bogus indictment? These subpoenas must go out. Alvin Bragg must be subpoenaed himself along with his entire prosecution team. Remember, nothing is off the table. Remember the January 6th committee. I was the first one subpoenaed by that committee. It cost me 255000 in legal fees. Remember what they did to us baselessly. Now, I'm not saying we do that. I'm saying we return serve with the law and the facts on our side. Yeah. They have given us more than enough reason to open an investigation. Congress must come in. State attorney generals and district attorneys in Republican states and districts should be investigating BLM and their like for corruption and using 501c3s to commit fraud. They should also be investigating the George Soros money pipeline. You can open grand juries, and many grand juries close without resulting in a charging document, but you can open them for the purpose of at least investigating them and providing the American public with the valuable information that shows corruption. Does Congress, uh, I was going to ask you, does Congress ha actually have the power and authority to subpoena and get uh, Bragg actually before Congress, or, or can he say, I I'm not going, I refuse? No, well, he can, of course, refuse. But now that we know that federal funds were utilized by Alvin Bragg and his office, Congress absolutely has the jurisdiction to issue that wow. subpoena. Now, of course, this DOJ and FBI will take their two-tier system of justice approach and say, when Alvin Bragg gives them the Heisman, they won't treat him like Steve Bannon or Peter Navarro and charge them with contempt of court proceedings. But this Congress and this House of Rep Representatives that is Republican-controlled must issue the subpoena, must follow pursuit, and must put Alvin Bragg in the seat. And if he fails, refer him for prosecution for contempt of Congress just by the precedent laid by Nancy Pelosi's Congress against the likes of Steve Bannon and expose the two-tier system of justice. And when they do, Americans are going to be even more ticked off because they know this DOJ and FBI are completely weaponized based on political orientation. And we got to catch them. Last question. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has just hit the news. <laughs> Uh, and uh, apparently, I, I didn't see the clip, but apparently has accused Obama of, re of receiving $30 million from the C uh, Chinese Communist Party. Did you see that? What are, what are your thoughts about that? I saw the headline. I don't know the details behind it, but uh, we know Joe Biden's funneling of money from the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliates. Maybe Obama received it through its donor cycle. I don't know anything about Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think he would just say something like that. Right, right. So, hey. Here's another investigation for Congress to start subpoenaing the banking records of Obama and Biden and any ties to CCP-affiliated money to them and their super PACs and other bank accounts. It's a pretty easy thing to do because here's the thing, Steve, money doesn't lie. It's how we expose Russiagate. It's how we're going to expose the corruption in Alvin Bragg's case. It's how we're going to expose things like what Leonardo DiCaprio is talking about because you just hold up the bank ledger and say, here, there's the money. Sent, wow. received. Period. It's black and white. It's not up for debate. So 
Congress? Where are the subpoenas? State attorney generals? You can investigate this. Is Barack Obama a resident? Does he own property in your state or your district? Did the CCP affiliates have a company or a bank in your state or district? Wow. Panel a grand jury and send out subpoenas and get us the documentation. You cannot let this pass. It's up to us to force the elected officials in this country to do their job. And the ones on the Republican side, shamefully, only do it most of the time if they're embarrassed into doing it. And so I'm out there putting them all on blast because I'm so tired good. of this two-tier system of justice. So good. Well, that's our time, Cash. I appreciate you giving us the, these 25 minutes. I just threw a lot at you. But uh, anything else you want to share before we uh, end our time with you? Uh, I appreciate you letting me on as always. And just as, as a reminder, you know, the Fight With Cash Foundation is a 501c3 charity. Check out fightwithcash.com for all those details. We're helping whistleblowers. We're helping American vets. We're helping fund education campaigns and fun summer camps. But my opinions here are my own. They're not, of course, the foundations. But uh, check us out, fightwithcash.com. I think you'll help. You'll see we're doing some really great stuff. Sounds good. Hope to have you back on soon, Cash. I appreciate it very, very much. A quick reminder, folks, that Amanda Grace will be with us tomorrow. Cash, thank you again and again. Uh, thanks for coming on. I know your time is precious, so we appreciate that. So Thank you so much. Have a great right. day. All right. You all have a great day. See you all later. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.